Hey, Barb. Hi, Whit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back here with uh, the second part of Uncle Judge's story. Uh, last episode, we looked at kind of growing up in Muscadine, and he seemed to be kind of a uh, little of a prankster. Yes. Yeah, and, and whenever you get, uh, you know, two browns together, a lot of stories and laughter has kind of come up. So much laughter, yes. So, uh, anything surprised or anything that you didn't know about Uncle Judge or anything that uh, so far in the story? Um, I think I already told you that I didn't know he was such a world traveler. Oh, yeah, that's right. But he definitely is a very charming man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what we got to basically is Uncle Judge kind of getting uh, raised up in Muscadine and going off to the Navy. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit coming up about his first wife. Uh, Aunt Ruby, uh, who passed away when I was fairly young. But uh, we're going to give a few stories there. And uh, my mom, some of my stories my mom's going to get involved with as well. Now, I will say we, my technical director uh, is, is really bad. I've, I've almost had to <laughs> fire him a little bit. So there will be a little, uh, the audio quality sometimes, there's some background noises we were trying to kind of get rid of. So you'll notice a difference there. But just kind of bear with us. I think the stories were worth it. Uh, so you ready to kind of continue on with Uncle Judge's story? Yes, let's do it. All right, let's go. y'all connect again start dating and all that kind of stuff well when i worked uh at muscadine junction i was off on the weekends and uh we had a trip to go to the fair over in atlanta mm -hmm. it was called the southeastern fair back then and me and her sat together uh on the bus the school bus and we sat together and talked and she laughed and she just got a she just couldn't help from liking me. <laughs> <laughs> What's not to love? That's yeah, right. He's yeah. just a likable guy. I was all open, you know. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, me and her got engaged, and I had to go on that Mediterranean cruise, so there was about a year there Okay. that, you know, that I was gone. And, right. And when I got back, I was, I stayed at home probably about three weeks. And me and her got married and moved up. Uptown? Yeah. So uh, where where did y'all, uh, how long did y'all live uptown? Uh, I guess my next question is. Well, we lived up there at about 73. I, uh, I had a house on Monroe Street. And uh, it was an old two-story house. Well, I bought a new house out at West, West, well, what is that? School West Harrelson. West Harrelson. Stedman Avenue or Stedman Avenue? Yeah, West Harrelson. Yes, sir. Bethany down Road. toward Bethany Road. Yes, sir. About the second house on the left down Bethany Road. We bought that new. Okay. Well, I come down with rheumatic fever and she got pregnant and couldn't work. So we got pretty well. I think our house payment was $90 a month. And people give us enough money to make it. But I decided that was too much, so I sold that house and moved to town in a two-story old house, probably a hundred years old. And we lived there till I bought this trailer down. Okay. 
So what were you doing for a living at that time, Just Like when you got out of the Navy, like what, what jobs all have you I went done? to a sewer manufacturing company and worked a little over a year and went to work at Associated Rubber and worked probably 10 or 12 years. Okay. And uh, Was Uncle Went there at that same time or did he work? No, he there? worked there after I did. I okay. never did work around him. <laughs> and, and then I wouldn't worked out anyway. <laughs> I, I, I went, I went to George Power. Okay. Well, I, I actually, I worked for these for a while. Yeah, I did for about a couple of years. And uh, you did you like that, or were you? Uh, well, it was a lot of enjoyable work. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it was, get tough every once in a while. I can imagine. You had to tell people. You shoot things. rabbits every once in a while too, eh? Huh? You shoot rabbits every once in a while. Yeah, we would go rabbit hunting there. <laughs> With a pistol. Was it, well, that, they, they had to like, they had to stay, their skills stay sharp, yeah, you know, uh, to practice and old, stuff. Uh, Houston, Houston McAlpin, he cooked them rabbits. Really? would send us out to get them. We'd eat about four or five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so of all the jobs you had, was Georgia Power the one you, you stayed at the longest? I guess so. Okay. Uh, I, I was in business probably five or six years with, uh, Railroad salvage. What was uh? What business did you own? What y'all do? I sold uh, salvage groceries out of Aniston. Okay. And I'd, I'd go pick them up every week and feed uh, them. I probably yeah. not, I I probably done better than that than I did anywhere I ever worked. Okay. And, and that's when I bought this place out here. Okay. So. Uh, you know, I, I know Tim, your oldest, very well. So what, what year was Tim born, or roughly around? He was born, uh, well, uh, 60, 61, wasn't 61, it? Uh, yeah. Okay, so were y'all living in Tallapoosa at that time? Yes, we were. I guess. Uh, All right. What was, what was Tim like as a kid? Tim was pretty easy going. Uh, he, he, he sort of, he was sort of to himself. He, you know, he he wasn't real open. Right. But then after he started school and everything, he wanted to be a ball player and all that. Right. And, uh, he started having that epilepsy. It was kind of rough. Right know? for a while. Yeah. And uh, then Tom came. Like, how much older is Tim than Tom? About three years. Okay. Three and a half years. What well, What was Tom like as a kid? Oh, he was sport rotten all the time. <laughs> yeah. One of <laughs> One of my favorite stories I heard, and uh, I don't ask me why this, but it just always stuck in my head, was y'all had, the story goes that I heard was that uh, a preacher almost kind of invited himself over to y'all's house one time, and all that Ruby had was like a pack of hot dogs for the family to eat or something of that nature. And uh, do you remember what I'm talking about? Mm, I do, I do so, too. So, would, would you mind telling that story for me so I don't get it wrong or anything? Well, Tim wanted all the hot dogs. <laughs> Tom did. Was it Tom? Yeah. Tom, as you, Ruby would say, she'd say that, uh, uh, and it was it was Fred Pesco that was a preacher. Oh, yeah. Fred, I know. And uh, he, that judge off the top of his head said, why don't you come home and eat with us? And Fred said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't realize that was just a polite question. Yeah, he was yeah. just being polite, but Fred took him up on it. So they only had one pack of hot dogs, and it was just, it was, they had eight uh, hot dogs. Right. Well, uh, Tim said he wanted, he'd take two, 
And uh, Tom said, I, w I believe I'll have three. So now they left <laughs> three. And Ruby uh, said she didn't want one. Yeah, well, so she wasn't hungry anymore, was she? Just, 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 he just had one, and of course that left Fred with two. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of satisfied everybody. <laughs> Yeah, but Ruby, she was, she got, she just laughed about it, and uh, uh, Tom, the thing was, what embarrassed him was that Tom decided he'd go eat three. Yeah, yeah, he, he needed more than everybody. Uh, I know Aunt Ruby passed away when I was, when I was fairly young, Judge, I was probably my early teens, mid-teens when she passed away. Get, yeah. I remember her, I have some good memories of Aunt Ruby, she, or, you know, her laugh and things are kind of the picture memories of what I have of her, so. What, what was that Ruby like a little bit, if, if you can? Uh, Ruby was real uh, easy going. Yes, sir. Uh, she went along with everything. Uh, if I wanted to do something and she didn't want to do it, she'd, she'd turn over and go with me, whatever right. I, I wanted to do. Yes, sir. It, it, was, a, it was a pleasure. I, I can't think of a thing that... Uh, that I can say bad about her. Right, yes sir. What did, uh, what did she say when you named that hog after her? Her and Carol. <laughs> yeah. 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 What did she say about that? She said, Lord and mercy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carol told me, when I got, when I got home, and we, you know, we were telling them, the two pigs, what it was, I, I had, we had went in together and purchased two pigs. Judge had a little pig pen, and I was gonna pay for half of the feed, and then we'd raise them two pigs, and we'd both have a pig. Right. So, uh, Judd come up with the idea of calling them Carol and Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, on the way home, Carol, Well, I'm sure they would just love that idea. Oh, to, uh, well, thrilled to death. Carol, she, uh, she told me that's the most ridiculous thing she'd ever heard. <laughs> she wasn't going to like, of that. She didn't like it a bit. <laughs> But we, we managed to prevail. That, that was the name of the hog. <laughs> well, speaking of, of mom, so uh, a story also I heard of the judge is there was a family get together. I don't know where it was. Oh, yeah. It is out. Yeah. Was it, was yeah. it down there? Yeah, that's Where she confused you for dad and came up behind you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what, what, what did she do? She, she went out. She scrubbed the chest with her fingers like that. Yeah. Uh, I told her, that's all right. It felt good. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassed her to death. Yeah, she was, she was mortified, I believe. <laughs> she hadn't got over that. You know. <laughs> yeah, that was been a long time. Yeah, she, she, I think she was still embarrassed years later from it. I think so. Oh, yeah. She, uh, she, her face would get pink when she <laughs> talked about yeah. it. I thought for years. But she was as innocent she could be. Yeah. <laughs> Judge, Judge Court played it up pretty good. Right. He told her he, he really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> That's when she went, oh, and her, her eyes got great big. Yeah. She come running over where I was. <laughs> that scared her off. <laughs> and she said the whole time, I thought it was you. I thought it was Barb, 
you might have heard those stories about my mom and Uncle yeah. Judge, uh, and I can tell you from personal experience <laughs> that my mom was horrified <laughs> for the rest of her life of that. Judge didn't that seem story. to mind at no, all. No, he, he enjoyed it. He said <laughs> he, he did. <laughs> so we're about to get to the story of, of uh, Aunt Eunice uh, yes. coming into the story, and she came in about the same time you came into the yes. family, Barbara. Now, Aunt Eunice, she is the um, poster child for Southern hospitality. The sweetest person. I believe I've ever met, and I have never heard her say anything negative about anyone. I'm sure that's different for Uncle Judge, but <laughs> <laughs> but to me, she's just wonderful. And uh, we're going to hear how Uncle Judge wooed that nice Southern lady to be part of the Brown <laughs> how family. How in the world? <laughs> All right, let's do it. That's what I always remember coming. Even when I was a kid, I'd come, you know, Tom would let me come visit him for a while. And, and, and so here's one of my earliest memories of you, Uncle Judge, was uh, I wasn't used to people not having their teeth in. You, you, you may not remember this, but I spent the night over y'all's house one time. And so I'm, I'm in the uh, kitchen or something like that. And all of a sudden, you just come running down the hallway without your teeth in and go, and go <laughs> just started shaking your head at me. Scared me to death. I had no idea who you were. Yeah, without your teeth, I didn't even know you were Uncle Judge. I, I, I had no idea uh, who that was. But I do remember that trailer. So when did y'all, I mean, you, you built up on the hill of this property. I don't know how much uh, land you own around here, but when, when did you move up here and build this place? Ah, uh, when me and this woman back here got married. So, so speaking of this woman back, back here, so tell, tell me y'all's story. Uh, and you, you can pipe in anytime you want to as well. So how did y'all meet? When, when did that happen? Well, I was working with Debbie at the bank in Roanoke. And um, Bobby had passed away in 92. And um, over the years as we were working together, she would bring up in conversation about letting her introduce me to her uncle, what she called him Ralph Henry. Right. And I kept telling her that I was not interested in meeting anybody. And one day I was having lunch and um, she said, if you will just let me Give Uncle Ralph your telephone number. She said, I promise I won't ever bring it up again. I said, okay, Debbie, okay, Debbie, give him my phone number. <laughs> so she gave him my phone number, and he called, and we talked on the phone for a while. About an hour. And, um... Well, it's not like. You're such a likable guy. Yeah, but long Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you didn't call her Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were living in Roanoke? I'm sorry, is that what you said? We got I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, but Debbie and I worked together in Roanoke. So, okay. Anyway, um, we went out on a date, and my daughter, Jeannie, and Tim had invited me to come and have dinner with them that night. And I told Jeannie, I said, well, I can't 
and I told her why, and she said, Mother, I cannot believe this. And I said, Well, I'm sorry. So she came over to the house, and um, she said, um, Mother, she said, You were already invited to have dinner with us. She said, So why did you tell him that you would go out with him? And I said, Jimmy, I just did. I'm sorry. So Ralph calls from the service station to make sure how to get to my house. Right. So I told, after I got off the phone with him, I said, Jeannie, just please. She said, I'm, I'm leaving, Mother. And I said, no, please wait and invite him. And she said, no, ma'am. That's your little red wagon, and you're going for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, ever since. So she she left, and Ralph came in, and Bob used to make homemade coffee. You know, you know the real coffee. Okay. I had started just drinking um, hot water coffee. Right. Hot water. So we um, were sitting there talking, and I said, "Would you like to have a cup of coffee?" And he said, "Sure." So I go make him a cup of instant coffee and bring it. <laughs> he let me know it was more no. like water than <laughs> it was coffee. Not a big fan, were you up until that? <laughs> I had fired pound of coffee. What year roughly would y'all have married? Roughly like mid nineties, late nineties, something like that. Ninety eight, right? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. I think we had just met. Me and Barbara just met when y'all got y'all got married, and then y'all y'all built the house up here. Right. And, uh, I mean, he surprised me. I had no idea that he would. But he took the plans from my house in Lionville and had them Oh, wow. Built. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's good. That is. You did all right. You did all right. You did good. So, and you actually remember the first time I met you, you, uh, you came to one of our big, I don't know if it was like a Thanksgiving Brown uh, get together or something. What did you think walking into all, all those Browns? Uh, well, you know what? I felt the, the love. And, and I've told Jeannie and Penny, I said, you know, when I first walked in, well, let me back up to say, when he took me to meet Granny for the first time, right. he told me, he said, now my mother, is my mama is not a hugger. Uh-huh. He said, so don't be expecting to hug her. Right. Well, we walked in. She's sitting in her chair. And she immediately starts to get up, and she's got her hands reached out. Really? She gave me that hug, which was so unexpected yeah. to him and to me because he had already told me he warned you. that she was not a hugger. Right. But I, I heard, heard her say a long time she wasn't a hugger. She didn't like anybody yeah. hugging her. Yeah. I don't remember her hugging me. Well, she may have, but I don't, I don't remember. I, uh, the first time Granny met Barbara, uh, she, you know, she was getting on up in age at that time, and it was uh, the year 2000, and Aunt Pat was hosting this kind of New Year's Eve party thing we always would do, and so we came in that front door, and Barbara was with me, and we were we were just dating at the time, and so uh, we walk in right when Granny was going to her bedroom. The night, like it was nine o'clock or eight o'clock or something like that. So she was gonna go ahead and turn in the bed. So she had her some, gown on. Yeah, she, she had, had her gown. gown on. Yeah. And she had a thing of yogurt in her hand and of water with a cool whip lid on top of it. <laughs> and, she, and I said, "Well, hey, Granny." And she goes, 
Well, hey, Winton looks at Barbara. Hey, you. <laughs> so she looked at us, and Granny being Granny goes, "Y'all want some yogurt?" <laughs> I've often told Barbara, "I wonder what she would have done if we said, yeah, yeah, let me give her that real quick." <laughs> well, she was a sweetie, and I will never forget when we would spend the night with her whenever she was at the point, you know, that right. somebody had to be with her. When she would start saying her prayers, oh, and it was loud enough that we could hear, yep. and she would start thanking God, naming off her children, hmm. yep. and she was praying for them one by one. Yep. She prayed, uh, I heard her a lot of times at night, when I spent out with her, you'd hear her, she'd say them out loud, she said the prayers out loud. We're kind of getting kind of the ends of, uh, of I guess, your story as best you can. So this is why I asked Uncle Wendt, and you, you, know, you just feel free to. But if you're if a young, you know, family member or just anybody who's listening to this, and, and all the things that you've done and seen, any advice or any kind of uh, recommendations you would you would give them, or or uh, or anything like that. Well, I can truly say that God has blessed me with two wonderful, God-blessed Brown family. My first husband was a Brown. And um, truly, I am blessed. I have been blessed. You all just accepted me as part of the family immediately. And I love all of you. And thank God for bringing Ralph and me together. Every night, I thank God for, you know, bringing Ralph, Bob and me together, for the love that we shared, our children, my grandchildren, my great-grands, and all of our loved ones. And I thank him for bringing Ralph and Ruby together, the love that they shared, the years that he gave, you know, both couples. Right. And um, children, grandchildren, great-grands, and all loved ones. And then I thank God for bringing Ralph and me together for the 25 years that he's given us. And have, have those mm. 25 years yeah. gone by fast? They sure have. And I yeah. pray that if it's his will, that there are many more years to come. Yeah. And you're the only only uh, wife that I've known, so you're my favorite. If I go over, there's a lot of mistakes I made during this 87 years that I would advise anybody you know, that wanted to do the right thing to do it. Give their heart to God and obey His teachings. Be a soul. Yes, Live a life in front of people that they can see something good about Right, yeah. And that I've said because I've heard it inside and not. Right, yes, for sure. I haven't met one yet that, that, that is. So, uh, the, my last question I should ask you to start with, Uncle Judge. Where did the name Judge come from? 
when I was about five years old and went for the jump, told that knot and hit daddy with it back over at Maxwell, uh, Porter Place where we live, uh, they was pulling the wood up, snaking it up in the yard to be cut up in, uh, places for the fireplace. Yes, sir. And I run out and I, I was probably four, maybe five years old and told him how to do it. Daddy started calling me Judge of the Brown family. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then after that, they, uh, all of them started calling me Judge. Mama called me that. I got you. Uh, I never heard that story. I didn't know where that where you know, came from. So I asked Uncle Went this, and he he didn't know. My whole life, I've always when Uncle Junior was alive, I always he was Uncle Junior to me. But some of my cousins called him Uncle Dude. Where <laughs> yeah. where did that name come from? Well, when when uh, Smaller kids was growing up, and he was the oldest. Uh, he had, uh, uh, mom would say, Let Doobie have you. Uh, let Doobie rock you. You know, the young baby's dog. Right. And, uh, and he just started calling himself Doobie. <laughs> we called him Uncle Doobie. <laughs> he got older. <laughs> he wasn't real crazy. No, no, okay. So that wasn't one of his favorite names no. then. I got you. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, speaking of Granny, um, I would call, refer to him as Ralph. Uh-huh. And she would correct me. Judge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never, I, to be honest with you, probably until I was in my teenage years, I didn't know his name was Ralph. He, he was Uncle Judge. <laughs> the only thing I'd ever, I'd ever known him as uh, going forward. One, one other name, if you can tell me this now. Uncle Cotton, for me, some people call him Uncle Bud. Yeah. Right, so where, where did those names come from? Uh, I believe Cy and uh, John's family called call him Uncle Bud. Bud. Yes, sir. And that's. And young male called him Bud. Uh, I got you. So where, where, did, where did Cotton come from? Uh, Daddy, Cotton was white-headed and Daddy called him Cotton Top. And the shortened to Cotton. I got you. That makes sense. I will never forget the first time that I met Tom. Uh, he told me to buy the largest sister that I could find and sift everything that his daddy said. <laughs> and over the first years of our marriage, I wish I had taken Tom seriously. Right, that's right. Yeah. No, he wouldn't lead you astray, would he? This is, in one little story, the other day, last Thursday or Friday, I wasn't feeling good, so I stayed in my PJs all day. I didn't put makeup on or anything. He needed to go by the uh, CVS and pick up his prescription. So I said, Ralph, just park and go in and get it. And he drives on to around the drive-through. And uh, Lady opens the window and he said, Hey, my wife wants you to speak to her. <laughs> oh my stars. <laughs> he he hadn't changed much in eighty seven years, don't sound like it. <laughs> but see I could sift that and laugh about right. it. Yeah. But <laughs> I had my phone in my hand, I and I just looked at it. <laughs> I didn't look up at her. I, Well, Barb, that kind of brings us to the end of Uncle Judd's story. Uh, it's hard not to listen to his story and not mm-hmm. a smile kind of crack on your face a little bit. Um, 
Can't wait. Do you know who's next on our list? No, who's next? You'll have to listen to find out. So <laughs> keep tuning in. Follow on our uh, podcast on Spotify or Apple. And uh, don't forget, SOP 23 is coming up in October. That's right. But uh, until then, don't forget that life is sweet. SOP it up. Bye, y'all. Thank you.